Welcome to Hashtag Love Yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self-love. Hi, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to Hashtag Love Yourself. Today's episode is on the father wound. Um, Last week we did the episode on the mother wound and it was so powerful and it was so healing and it was so beautiful that um, I know I couldn't um, move forward without following up on the father wound because it is just as equally important to heal the father wound as it is to heal the mother wound. Um, So let's jump right in. So what is the father wound? Well, just sort of like the mother wound, it's when the love of the father was missing in some shape or form. So maybe um, the father was absent, maybe the father was um, not emotionally available, maybe the father was abusive. Um, it, For all those reasons, whatever the wound that the father was holding um, and inflicted the child with. So the same, very similar to the mo- mother's. Um, but upon doing my research, you know, um, a lot of psychologists, you know, focused mainly on the absentee of the father because that seemed to be such a huge reoccurring theme in cultures and societies is that the biggest wound that is left by the father is that there is no father or, um, Usually, even if the father is there, just the father not knowing how to be a father. So um, those were the biggest components of it. Um, But so why is the father wound so important and why is it so important for us to heal it? Well, let me just start with a few statistics that like blew my mind when I was researching this. Um, The first one is that there's around 24 million children globally in fatherless homes that was astonishing to me. Um, 81% of teen pregnancies are from fatherless homes. 80% of kids that are on the street came from fatherless homes. 71% of the population in the penal system came from fatherless homes. So as you can see, it affects us in like many ways, right? Where the things that we, um, we don't hope our children to have babies before they're they're ready emotionally and physically, right? We don't hope that our children are going to be on the streets without us and our guidance. We don't hope that our kids are going to be in and out of the jail system, right? Those are things that we want for them. Um, and it really just statistically, if you look at that, it just show that um, even a mom can be amazing. It's not We're not saying that moms aren't doing the best, most fantastic job, right? Raising the kids on their own and doing things out of survival. But it, it does show that there are certain things that a father, only a father can do, that a mother can't do. And it just comes back to that conversation that we had last episode of, there are two pieces of us, right? There is the masculine and there's the feminine and we need both pieces, right? Whether you live from your, like for me personally, I want to live from my feminine because I'm a woman and I identify as a woman. Um, I identify as a female and I want to live from my feminine energy. Um, but I still have masculine energy and it doesn't mean that I don't, you know, that I just completely, throw that away or don't ever need to use that. Um, And I need a masculine's energy to raise me, right? I needed my dad. I needed my father. Um, And it's really, really important in so many areas, but 
specifically when we talk about like fathers and their daughters, right? Um, there was a really, really good TED talk and it was by Otto Kelly. So if anybody wants to look it up, um, he's the director of a teen uh, pregnancy center in Reno, Nevada, I believe. And he said that he did tons and tons of research with thousands of young women um, and asked them what did what were the, what were what were they needing from a father or a father figure that they didn't have? Um, what what was what were the things that they needed that they craved, right? And he compiled all of their answers and kind of came up with a structure of four things that they were all requesting over and over and over again. And the four things that they were needing were protection. They wanted a protection from a father figure. Provisions, so, you know, somebody supplying, you know, like their needs, you know, like if they needed to eat or, you know, if they need to be, you know, a fee for school or something they need to be taken care of, right? Um, uh, their presence. So, um, you know, you can be around and a father can be, be in a room, but having your presence be there and, and just giving your presence to someone, like giving you their time, um, not just being focused on the TV, but actually being focused on the child um, themselves is, is a really big importance of presence. And then praise was the last one. So someone to tell them, you know, when they were doing a good job and saying how proud they were of them. And what was interesting he found is that these four things were the same exact things that when he went out and talked to pimps on the street that were pimping out young women as prostitutes, um, he said that the pimps were saying, if they don't, if the women don't display that they have a male figure that has these four things in their lives, then we know that the, the girl is shapeable and we can um, have her uh, do what we want her to do and go out there and prostitute for us. Because if she doesn't have these things at home, she's willing to bend her morals and values and do things that she doesn't like to do. So I found that to be super interesting. And it just was like kind of proof in the pudding of why it's super important to have dads in our lives. I think that these, the protections, the provisions, the presence and the praises, like, you know, honestly, to tell you the truth, even as a mom, I, I, after, like doing this research, I was thinking about it. And even as a mom, I would take those four things and those four things are important to a child in regard to any, um, caregiver, right? Any, any person in their life uh, that is taking care of them. But I really, really feel like they're super strong ones for the male father figure in our lives. And, um, when there's a gap in one of these, I really feel like it does create a big wound for us. It, and, and it makes us act out in different ways. And, you know, they always talk about uh, how, you know, people have daddy issues and things like that. And, and women trying to seek um, attention from men because a lot of times they didn't get the, the presence from their father, right? Or they didn't get the praise from their father or maybe even the protection that they were looking for or someone to provide for them. Um, so, so I think that those things are really good to keep in, in mind. Um, I think that those are really helpful. Um, the next thing was that, um, they were talking a lot about the society that we live in today, our patriarchal society, which is quickly changing, I feel, but, um, that we've, the patriarchal society that we've been in for, you know, many, many generations, 
um, really has set up a dynamic of you know, the woman at home, in the past it was the woman at home and the males went out and worked, right? So if you think about what that did really, right, is there was a lot of responsibility with raising and rearing the children left on the feminine, um, or I shouldn't say that, I should say the females in some generations, right? Um, but now it's kind of switching because now I see a lot of feminine men, like feminine energy men at home with their children. Um, so that's why I kind of switched those, but so the, so we have the feminine at home and we have the men busy at work, but then if you think about it, that creates a lot of space for, uh, father wounds, right? Because if you're not around, if you're always working and the mom's doing everything at home with all the, with the children, um, then you end up having like this big gap between, um, what they need from the masculine and what they need from the father, right? When the, when the father comes home, Oh, I'm tired and I have to watch my football now. It's like, well, that isn't really too healthy of a dynamic because like we're seeing that the kids are craving that type of interaction from the masculine. So it's really, really important that our societies, um, change that patriarchal, um, way of living and that we balance things out more. Right. And I'm seeing that more and more, um, through my generation coming in and doing things in a little bit different way. And I think that it will um, continue to evolve and change. I think we're on the cusp of a change, but, um, that's one thing that I think is really important. And it really showed in, in the information on the father wound. Okay, so let's talk about the symptoms of the depths of people's father wounds. And right, just because like when we talked about with the mother wound, it's not just a either you have wounds or you don't have wounds. Like there is a spectrum, right? And everybody has a father wound because everybody's father is a human, right? Um, but it just depends on how, you know, absentee your father was being on the extreme side of the um, spectrum or, or if you're, if he just was emotionally unavailable or if he was scarred from an abused grandfather or something like that, you know, um, down to like, um, a very minimal father wound where maybe your father just, uh, doesn't like what you do for a living, but you have a great relationship and you talk on a regular basis and, you know, he's one of your most favorite people in the world. I mean, there, it could be a complete different, you know, range. So wherever it lies for you, but these things, these symptoms are just going to, um, hit on, uh, where you are as far as your wounds and how deep they go. So the first one is resenting the masculine. And this is one that, especially like me personally, growing up in, um, a feminist home and growing up around a bunch of single moms that had tons of children and were left to fend for themselves. You know, honestly, this did happen where I, I grew up hearing, you know, oh, sperm donor and all that kind of stuff, which, and like I said, I'm not mad at um, them for feeling that way or even for having those emotions because, you know, they were, you know, plenty warranted those emotions, you know, because they were really left um, to deal with, um, you know, something that both sides of the party made. And, um, so, but I did hear that growing up. So there was some resenting, um, as a child, I did end up resenting the fact, you know, when there was, you know, me, someone who needed to be taken care of on both sides. And one person was doing so much of the work 
um, my mother. And then my father was getting to go off and live his life and make another family and really not left with the big responsibility of rearing a young woman and that was all left in my mom's hands. So it's really natural for someone who is left in those conditions to resent. But when you have resentment towards the masculine, um, there is a lot of things that, that happen to um happen with that that wound right it plays out in a lot of areas of your life um for me personally it played out in um then i decided since i resented that part is that i was just going to become this big you know person that could take on everything that didn't need anyone else that was so independent that didn't need the masculine right because i resented the masculine for not being there and which mean i didn't trust the masculine right um so then when i got into my marriage ended up um showing that i i could do everything on my own and he kind of looked at me and was like well if you can do everything on your own he he allowed me to do it and then i resented him for uh for me taking too much on, I resented him for allowing me to do it, you know, so it's like this big vicious cycle. And that's how those things can play out is, is um, if you're resenting the masculine, because you're having to do what the masculine should have done, and they're not there. Um, it, it just is like a vicious cycle. It's like a never ending pain, right? And so that needs to be healed. And you know, there is, um, you know, like there is those comments that people make of like, he is so macho, right? Well, yeah, but you know, everybody's a different level of something and being macho, you know, is part, partly, you know, part of the masculine and that's okay. Like we don't need to, um, downplay and make negative of any, even the feminine, right? Um, we don't need to make negative of the macho either or not the macho, the masculine. And so making sure that we're not making, you know, comments that are, um, downplaying them. Um, and their characteristics. Number two, um, the Peter Pan syndrome. So extended adolescence. This is usually when um, a young man doesn't have um, a father figure growing up that's really grounded and that's like um, uh, a leader. Um, and so then what ends up happening, or an absentee father, like there's no father at all, um, they, they end up... they like just don't want to grow up. They just want to just keep having fun in life, which is not a problem, but at some point, right, things have to get done. Um, someone does have to be the leader. Someone does have to um, pay the bills. Someone does have to um, take care of, you know, the kids as, along with the, the mother. Um, so this is the person that wants to just keep partying. And, you know, one of the girls was talking about how this is, um, you'll usually find these Peter Pan type guys in the bar. So never go out to a bar and try to meet a guy because you're going to find ones that just want to party, but want to party all the time and, and don't want to grow up and have a fear of commitment and, and things like that. Number three, uh, a fear of power. So not being able to be assertive or speaking your own truth, um, rather being the follower and the observer and being passive aggressive than, um, wanting to take on the role of being the person in charge and being the leader. Um, and so when you don't have a good representation of the masculine in your life, right, and you don't have a father growing up, it's really hard to, um, it's really hard to know how to step into your own power and to be comfortable in your own power. And, um, 
to feel confident and instead of like, you know, they talk about the passive aggressiveness, you know, allowing people to bulldoze over you. Um, it's a really important part of all of our personalities and we need, we need someone to show us that, um, in a healthy way. Number, uh, four is having anger issues. And this one I think is really common for, um, young men who, uh, don't have a father in their lives. We see this really commonly because um, it's kind of a form of like, they know what powerlessness, panic and helplessness feels like because they feel it in their home because they usually are confronted with males coming in, you know, into the home that are not their father and trying to make them feel powerless and make them feel um, helpless, right? Like I'm, I'm the alpha and I'm above you, even though that that's their home with their mom, right? Usually the stepfather type figure comes in and does that and it's really unhealthy. And so then they internalize it and have this rage, right? Um, that feels the rage and anger feel like movement and feel like a better energy than powerlessness and panic and, and helplessness. So, so, um, and a lot of the times, um, if you, they're in, a home with a father that they do have a father, but their father is abusive and has rage issues himself. They'll mirror this, you know, just naturally because monkey see monkey do, but also because everything, if you think about it at a base level is a vibration, right? So if you're constantly in the vibration of someone getting, um, you know, trying trying to be abrasive and trying to be argumentative, if you're always in that, then it's your nervous system just kind of gets attuned to that, that cycle, right. Of like always that happening. Um, so I thought it was really cool. And one of the psychologists was talking about, um, people's nervous systems mirror like their parents. Um, so yeah. And then number five, fear of intimacy and commitment. So this is the guy that doesn't want to put the ring on the finger, (laughs) um, and doesn't trust the partner. So Um, they don't trust, you know, being in a relationship and almost really what that comes down to, it kind of is at the base level, the psychologists were talking about, it's more of like a fear of intimacy because they don't really feel that they're worthy to be loved in, in such a deep way because they really didn't feel that security. They didn't feel that groundingness that you get from the, the masculine or the father. Um, so you know, that stuff is super important. And like I said, mothers are amazing, right? We provide so much. And like my mom, she did most of everything on her own. I really had a majority of my childhood was with her and she did a lot, you know, she did so much, but there's only so much of yourself that you can give. Right. And we are not equipped as humans with every single thing we're equipped to be, work in pairs and work in partnerships. Um, and, and that's why like the opposite sex or not even just opposite sex. And now we're finding out that it's just like feminine and masculine energies. So you, having the two opposites is really important because it really helps balance things out. Right. You have two people that can like give and take push and pull, and that's what you need. You need to be able to have that space of, um, the polarities, right? All right. Okay. So then that moves us into, 
you know, those are like, those were the signs of like how big and how deep our father wounds can go and what, how they can affect us. Right. But now let's go into how are we going to heal that? And it's really similar to what I talked about last week with the mother wound. Actually, the steps are identical, but there was kind of some different conversations that went along and different cue questions for you to like, think about, to pull up, um, you know, to find out where your gaps were. So I thought the father wound stuff was really cool and it was kind of unique on its own, even though it was the same steps, different questions uh, for you to think about. So the first thing we have to do, just like in the mother wound, is we have to accept and acknowledge that our fathers are just people, right? And so there's no like judgment, right? Like um, everybody has father wounds because everybody's a human and everybody's father was either like, attentive or not attentive, not there. Like, you know, like you have some version of something, right? You're nobody's perfect. Um, and so that's the biggest thing is just remembering that, that this isn't about hating your dad. And then this isn't about, um, or you could hate your dad and that's what you need to heal, you know? Um, but this is about, um, really, truly just, just taking a look inward and saying, how can I heal you know, whatever might be there, right? Whatever might be lacking or whatever maybe is so small that I don't really notice it, but then I can just maybe be better for other people that I know, right? That's, I think that's a, um, a beautiful thing too, is it let's just say you came down to this life experience and you picked the most amazing father, like a fairy tale father who did everything was with their every birthday, your mom and dad were together their whole lives. And like, he's just takes you to baseball every weekend and ice cream. And you know what I'm saying? He's like, he's like the picture perfect dad. Right. And you guys are friends and all these things. Right. So let's say that is the case for you. Then you get to look and say, then I get to be that father figure for other people because I had such a good mirror that I got to look at. I got to like someone that I got to look up to. I get to shine that and like magnify that to so many people, right? How beautiful is that? Um, all right. So oh, one thing that I thought was beautiful too, that I want to mention, um, is that, um, Ke that Kelly auto guy was talking about, um, or Otto Kelly, I can't remember which, which way it went, but anyways, he, um, talked about how there were father figures or that he was a father figure to people that were, um, older that or old enough to be his father. He ended up fathering them. And then, you know, one time in his life when he really needed a father in his, you know, he didn't have a father at the time that his son ended up doing some fathering things for him. So just remember, it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to be the age you can still father in a way. Um, it doesn't have to be like to only people that could be the age of your children. And I think that's true. I think there's tons of my friends that have been like a mother, motherly energy to me. So, and, and males that have been fatherly energy to me. So, um, okay. And then, um, another wonderful thing to think about is that this is going to balance like our yin and yang in our bodies, like our energy. So when we do this, you know, um, father wound work, um, and just imagine that, you know, we are naturally connected to our moms because of our, uh, the way we come to earth being coming through their womb. 
we're more separated from our fathers, right? So this will just really balance. Um, and, and so that's a good starting place to think of. You're balancing like your yin and yang in your body. Number two is notice in which areas you have gaps. So this is where the questions are gonna differ from the um, mother wound. The first question is, was your father in your life? Right, was he in your life? And if he wasn't in your life, or if he was there minimally, then you know, um, obviously you're gonna have some, you're gonna have some more work to do because it's gonna be, I think, a deeper and a bigger wound because that absenteeism, you don't get the monkey see, monkey do. You don't get the, you know, um, you might find fa other father figures, but um, I, I also do think that the birth father is like a really potent version of um, that male or masculine or whatever energy that the opposing of whatever your mom is, right? I think that's really, really important. And I think that's why people spend their whole lives if like, let's say they're not born to the birth family. So they go in search of it. Like they want to find their fathers, right? Because I think there's like a calling within us, you know? And so there, that can detect how big your gap is. Um, do you, or was your father maybe there? Um, and um, he just, maybe was he not around emotionally for you? Like what, what side of the spectrum are you on? Um, did you have any father figures? And if so, what kind of roles did they play for you? Next question is, do you feel like your father protected you? Right? Do you feel like you got the protection you needed? Um, do you feel like your father provided for you? So do you feel like throughout your life that you had what you need needed to get through life, you know? Um, I think that that's gonna be, like I think that one ties up into our emotional energy and we don't even think about it, right? Because if we are raised as um, with single moms, I know for me, I was, and there wasn't a lot of, you know, provisions and, and um, coming from a child with a, child support system. Um, I know that child support, um, is wonderful, but it doesn't do everything. It doesn't raise a child. Right. Um, and that's the, the thing is that if you, if child support was provided, but you were still going through hard times, um, there can be a big wound there for you. Um, even energetically with, with finances, right? Because then what does that do? And uh, it makes you feel like if you don't have the opposing energy that, um, you'll never, you know, you'll never survive. You'll never be provided for, right? It, it gives those little internal subconscious, uh, dialogues to your energy without even knowing it. So, and the next question is, do you feel like your father gave you his time and attention? So, um, you can have a father in the home, right? But is, that father paying attention when you're trying to get their attention? Um, are they helping you with your homework? Are they there for you on, you know, when you go to your sports uh, or your after school activities? Um, are they there to teach you how to drive a car or, you know, all those things? Like, uh, where are those things that, where were those needs that you had? Were those, were those their attention there? Were they provided for? Next is, do you feel like your father gave you praise? And, um, you know, this is, I think, a really big one. I think even if there's fathers in our lives, I think we really look up to our parents and fathers especially. And if 
Um, especially for males, you know, they want their dads to be proud of them and proud of what they're doing. And I think it's easier for the mom, for the like female or feminine energy, right? Where the more nurturing and you're, you can, you know, see into, um, the beauty, the different beauty aspects of whatever your child is doing. Right. But I think the father is a little bit more removed where sometimes if you don't have that nurturing sense, it's harder to, it's harder to tap in and see, you know, um, like what, what is really making the child shine. And, and so the dad seems to be like, really, um, I know this in a lot of families, it's like really objective and really like, you know, maybe comes off like as judgmental, right? Um, always judging the kids and they're not doing ever good enough and they need to, you know, they need to get this better and get this more done and all these things, right? They have all these rules and expectations, but I don't, I think that's a good thing. But I also think that that's where we can soften a little bit as a society, right? We can soften a little bit. The, the feminine can help the masculine soften and say, you know, tell the father like, yeah, but let's focus on, on, um, their health and their emotional health. And they need, they need to hear from you that, that you believe in them, that you think they're doing good. Cause that's what's going to make a child grow up and believe in themselves and know that they can do it. They're going to have that internal voice inside their head from dad saying, you know what? It doesn't matter that you hit the baseball today, right? It, that doesn't matter. You know, what matters is that you got your, um, jersey on today or whatever and you got your baseball bat and you went out there and you played like heck and you had fun and you made friends and you know what I'm saying and then and then those times in life when you're not winning you hear that and you remember that and you're like you know what doesn't matter that I got if I got that job today or not I got up I got dressed I went to the interview and I looked sharp and you know see and it changes the the words change but the dialogue is the same, right? And so you're hearing your dad. And so that's why um, praise is really important from a father, right? And a mother, but also from a dad too. I think that there's, um, it's, it's, there's a really big piece in having both. Okay, and then um, the next question is, what, are, what other areas do you feel wounded by your father? And so if there were any like, yes, like yeses, or knows on these, um, so to these questions, then dig deeper, right? And, and take the time for the next step is to forgive and grieve. Um, because if there were no's, it means that there were gaps, right? And, and take these questions as prompts to look into what it is that you really did need. Maybe that, maybe you needed that you didn't get and then grieve that, and, you know, say like as a child, like I, I didn't know, right. I just knew I like needed that or I craved it or I wanted it, but now I'm an adult and I can forgive my dad. I can, if he's here, if he's alive, if he's dead, if he's not, um, even if he has decided to continue to, to be absent, right. I can forgive him and I can release myself from feeling, you know, that gap of him and I can, Think of what it would be like to have a dream father and for, you know, not just men, right? But, but for men, especially, um, I think becoming that dream father, just like I talked about in the mother wound of like now as an adult, as a woman and as a mother myself, now I get to live out all the things that like pained me that I wish that I could have had or wish that I could have experienced with my mother. Um, 
I get to do that for my children. And what a beautiful gift that is that you get to, it's like doing it for yourself. When you do it as a parent and you didn't receive it as a kid, that gap, filling that gap in for yourself is so beautiful. Like it's like healing, but it's also like the most tender, sweet, precious love that you're giving your inner child that you don't even think about. You know, you don't even think that's what you're doing. And really that's truly what it is. And I think that's why for me, especially is like um, giving my children you know, like uh, such a beautiful, safe, um, home, um, where they, you know, it's like theirs, we own it and they just, you know, they feel nothing but like childlike in it. You know, they don't worry, you know, because we're not moving and all the time. And I think that that's beautiful. Um, it's, it's a beautiful thing to, to be able to like, you know, turn that all around and feel that energy in a beautiful way. Okay, and then the next step to healing this is fulfilling these gaps um, for yourself, like I said, being the father that you wished you had, providing um, for yourself um, with unconditional grounded self-love. So that's what this whole work is about, right? We're loving ourselves. And now, you know, you're an adult and it's not your fault what happened when you were a kid and what your parents couldn't give you, but it is your responsibility now that you're an adult to take care of you, right? To take care of who you are and love yourself. And so part of loving yourself is loving those gaps and being what you need to be um, and supporting, um, you know, all the other father fig figures around you. So, um, you know, like I talked about Otto Kelly's, you know, fathering older and younger people, you know, you have the opportunity to do the same thing. It doesn't just, um, extend to only people that could be of your child, you know, child, like you being their, their parent, like that age range, you could actually, you know, father somebody super, you know, like a grandfather age. You never know just being your loving self and, um, and, you know, being a, a good man is important. And yeah. And so I know that like when you do this work and when you heal these things and like when you become what you um, wish you had as a kid, like when you become that father, I've, I've watched it in my um, my husband to my or my children's dad, you know, my husband, he um, he didn't grow up with a father in his life. And, um, he did have father figures, um, but he didn't have one that was there on a regular basis. And, um, now as an adult, I watching him, uh, father, his children and doing the things that he never, you know, that he always wished he had, but never received as a child. Um, and just being a present father and giving praise and giving, you know, emotional, um, and physical affection. Um, it's not only healed him, I feel like I, as a, as a, a mother of those children and coming from a fatherless home myself, I am healing, watching him be a father to my children. So, so just know that you heal when you do that, you heal, not just yourself, you heal every single person around you. So it's a beautiful thing. All right. Well, and that's all I had today on the father wound. I hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you guys are doing well wherever you are and you take care and we'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye.